Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell, registered dietitian and personal trainer. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. We cut the baloney of the food shaming and focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hello and welcome to another solo episode with just me. I like to call it things I want to get off my chest. <laughs> what I, what's going on in my mind and what I want to talk about. The topic for today is, drum roll please, I forgot about those sound effects. Disordered eating, not eating disorders. And there's a difference and I will explain. Okay, let's dive right in. According to eatright.org, which is the site for the American Academy of Dietetics, they define disordered eating is used to describe a range of irregular eating behaviors that may or may not warrant a diagnosis of a specific eating disorder. Okay, so those are just kind of the gray areas of what's not in the specifics. We seem to know what eating disorders are, like anorexia and bulimia. We've heard of those full-fledged diseases that need medical attention. But the gray area, the in-betweens, the habits that creep up, let's say before summer or a big day or a day where you're just not feeling the best in your skin. Yeah, we all have them. I like to call them fluffy days. Fluffy meaning maybe you feel a little bloated or jiggly in certain areas. Um, those days where you just want to wear sweatpants everywhere. Even you probably shouldn't wear sweatpants everywhere. Um, <laughs> this is where disordered eating comes into play. And it's a real thing. You guys, they call it eating disordered, not otherwise specified, tagged as E-D-N-O-S. Whew, that gets a little long. But this is not a formal diagnosis, just a term to cover that gray area. So let's talk about the difference between disordered eating versus eating disorder. Okay, the most significant difference between an eating disorder like anorexia, bulimia, and disordered eating is whether or not a person's symptoms defined by the American Psychiatric Association. There's a lot of the mental health that plays into effect when we're talking about eating disorders, but still, whether it's disordered eating, this term deserves attention, right? Because we know if we let these habits keep on going, that's how an eating disorder starts. It becomes more problematic and puts the individual at risk. So what are these symptoms, these red flags, these signs? They include a lot. And here we go. Here are the signs and symptoms of disordered eatings. Frequent dieting. Anxiety associated with specific foods or meal skipping. Chronic weight fluctuations. 
rigid rituals and routines surrounding food and exercise. Feelings of guilt and shame associated with eating, preoccupations with food, weight, and body image that negatively impacts quality of life. A feeling of loss of control around food, including compulsive eating habits, and using exercise, food restriction, fasting, and purging to make up for the bad foods consumed. So this kind of all sounds familiar. Anyone raise their hand with that? This is all a part of that diet culture, that shame, the good versus the bad, the controlled calorie counts, tracking macros, going no carb or low carb. It's that continuous yo-yo roller coaster ride of just trying to lose weight or get that ideal body image or get back to the weight we were 10 years ago or whatever it may be. So yes, I will be the first one to raise my hand and say I've been a part of those symptoms with disordered eating. But before we talk more about disordered eating, I want to make note of an eating disorder that you may not hear about very often. I want to bring attention to all of these so you are aware of any red flags. And this one is called orthorexia. It's an eating disorder that involves an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. For example, like having to eat 100% organic or GMO-free, color-free, orthorexia mostly revolves around the food quality, not quantity. And for me, I would also see these similar habits. Again, not a medical diagnosis, but these habits came into play for me as a new parent. Um, I think this is somewhat normal, wanting to feed your kids the healthiest, cleanest food available and making you look like the best mom ever. But again, not going too far where it becomes the extreme of orthorexia. As you get preoccupied with what is in the product, um, I know for myself, I just needed to find more balance with food for myself and the family. And that meant turning off Dr. Oz and doing my best, finding that 80-20 balance not fretting the small stuff. Yeah. Making that colorful plate, but enjoying dessert as well with the family. So orthorexia, that may need to be an entire episode itself, but I do want to really focus on disordered eating because there's a lot of it that goes around and we kind of put it in the normal, (laughs) would you say? Uh, for me, the years after college was where I wanted to drop like 20 pounds, you know, from all that fun at college. I would never change any of those years. But yes, it was a time to make some lifestyle habit changes because that 1 a.m. pizza was probably not the best thing for my 20 year old body. <laughs> Funny enough, um, I was the same weight during college as I was during my pregnancy. <laughs> Oh, okay. So after college, I needed to lose some weight. And here are the things that I learned from falling into that hole, that diet culture hole. We have three things. Number one, here's what I've learned. 
stop the vicious mind game. Okay. What I mean by that is you have this idea of in your, in your head that it's Monday. I need to start my diet. Oh, it's Friday. Let's have a cheat day. And that cycle of good and bad, these extremes of the two are just not helpful. And let me just say cheat days are just days where it's a free-for-all and only digs you into a deeper hole. So then by Monday, we feel the guilt and the shame and think, oh gosh, I need to make up for that. We should fast. We should eat healthy. We need to exercise. We need to make up for all those bad eating habits that just was like a tumbleweed from the weekend and stop that cycle. Stop this mindset and skip the shame game. Don't worry about it. What's done in the past is done. So that is number one, stop the mind game. Number two, stop the fasting, the undereating, and the assess- excessive cardio. Um, one of my pet peeves is when I hear a trainer or an aerobic ac- instructor say, come on, burn off those fat cells, work harder. Ooh, that is like nails on a chalkboard for me. That is biologically not how it works. Your sweat is not your fat. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that for everyone. There's too much going on in the body with genetics, hormones, water, sleep, muscle mass, that really doesn't always work like a smooth bank account. Yes, exercise is extremely beneficial, but the idea of burning off what you ate or making up for the dessert that you enjoyed is not the healthiest mind frame. Plus, the under eating and then the fasting plus the excessive cardio, that is a mix for disaster. If we take the idea of exercise that it must be done to burn, how about we change that mindset and use movement as something we enjoy? I see my kids and they are exercising to their happiest. So Turn that movement into your happy movement. Use it as a way to make you feel better. Clear the mind. Um, I also want to plug in here, maybe even some strength training you might enjoy because that is beneficial as it can help improve balance, muscle mass, and the overall body composition. Uh, The body loses muscle as we age. And how can you preserve that muscle's how can you preserve your muscle till what? Say you're like 90? Um, I have another podcast episode coming all about that. So number two, stop the fasting and excessive cardio. And the third thing that I have learned is stop obsessing about food. <laughs> always thinking each and every minute, thinking about food, what to eat, what to eat next, how long till I can eat. (sighs) Just take a breath. And when you consistently obsessed about food, well, you know what? The body is trying to tell you something. It's hollering at you and it's saying, give me food, feed me, feed me now. And sometimes I like to think that this can still slip into play on a busy day or any given day. Um, And you have to stop and listen to your body and think, you know what? I need to sit down 
and have a good meal because there are days when I probably don't get like a full meal in and it's just a graze fest. So stop the grazing. I'm telling this to myself, sit down for a balanced meal. And when we fuel our bodies properly with those colors, protein, fiber, and healthy fats, you know what happens to the mind usually, or the goal is that you stop thinking about food because you're satisfied, you're fueled, you're nourished. Um, If we can build that balanced plate, we check off the color, protein, fiber, and healthy fat, and our mind is at ease. It stops thinking about it, and we can go back to enjoying life. Yes, and I also want to add in there, satisfy those cravings. Have your sweet treats in there. On my stories this past week, I have shown um, a picture of Dove ice cream chocolate bars. <laughs> there's vanilla ice cream in it, and then there's one. There's two. There's two different flavors. There's another one that has chocolate ice cream, and these little guys are just mini ice cream bars. They're so good, and they just satisfy my sweet tooth after every meal or snack or breakfast. You know, whenever I want a sweet treat, I head on for one of those. Um, Funny thing is, is that I found those at Menards, so now I have to go back to Menards every week in the freezer section and buy my Dove ice cream bars. (laughs) Uh, So... Fueling yourself, nourishing yourself, and also satisfying those cravings clicks to help stop the mind thinking about food. So let's go and review. We have the mind game, meaning Monday you start your diet, Friday is cheat day. Number two, the excessive cardio and fasting. And number three, stop obsessing about food. Okay. They all kind of play into each other, I would say. But, you know, these are my aha moments after years of going into the diet culture and going low carb or less calories or hitting those macros. And I'm finding with my clients at times that this plan of not counting calories or not counting macros can be a little bit hard for some people. They want to know the numbers and they want to know what they can't eat, what they should not have. They want me to tell them, here's a perfect menu. You need to be doing this each and every day. And I'm like, meh, sorry, life happens. You need to have some fun with it too. And so how can you make these healthy habits sustainable for each and every day? That is the key. It's not a short-term fix. This is lifelong. We want to keep these habits forever. We want you to learn how to eat. And there's nothing better in learning how to kind of break the code and then being role models for your or children as well. So yes, these are all key points um, that may be easier said than done, but it's always a work in progress. Even if they come to creep into play, we can change that mindset and key in on the fueling foods, enjoying our favorite foods, and cutting out some time for you 
to enjoy some happy movement, right? Say goodbye to that diet culture and old habits and let's delete this mindset for the next generation. I have one more thing to add because I stopped recording and I got ready to shut everything down and I thought, wait a minute, what is your takeaway? I have told you my lessons from these disordered eating habits um, that fall into the diet culture. Do you guys have any of these similar habits or maybe what have you learned um, from this episode that you want to make that mindset shift to building healthy habits and get away from the diet culture. Um, Let me know your takeaways. Message me, DM me. I would love to hear kind of your aha moments that have clicked as I talked about the signs and symptoms for disordered eating. Let's use this as knowledge and learn from it. That is all I have for today. Um, Reach out and share this episode with a friend. But for now, thank you so much for joining me on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.